Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveal Shot, the show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis, even if we mess up the words. That's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly, and uh, it's snow today. It's me, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. And once again, I am joined by my temperature-appropriate co-hosts, would you like to tell the people who it is that you are? Hey, it's me, it's Stephanie, a.k.a. Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hello Steph on Instagram, and, uh, I, uh, and, you know, sometimes you just gotta give everyone a second chance, and that includes me. And I'm both Holly and Jolly and Tindy and Losi everywhere on the internet if you, uh, look for me real hard, and it's me, Eric, I'm the third host who's sometimes here. Yeah, Most we, of the we, time. Most we of the time are here. all here. So that's, Everybody's uh, here. We, we, we made it. We made it. Just like well, uh, Smash Bros. The Secret Force member isn't here. Don't don't talk too loud or you'll summon the NYPD. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought you were talking about our producer. <laughs> we, we don't have, we that, don't we, have a producer. that we definitely have. <laughs> no, we that's have just me. <laughs> no, we hey. definitely have a producer and people oh, need yeah. to pay oh, us yeah. for, our, for the... Our producer... <laughs> Oh, gotcha. We have to cut a paycheck to every episode, and if people don't pay for this, how are we supposed to pay the producer? Exposure. That's what I want to know. Producer would be you the know. worst job to get paid in exposure, because yeah. nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> knows, and you're paying for other people's stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to basically just be like one of those people, like, oh, I produce the show, but I'm, just, I'm the editor slash person who keeps on track from behind the wall, and I talk sometimes. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we're here. Things are going well. Uh, how, how are y'all doing this week? I'm good. I just got back from a little mini weekend away vacation type thing with some friends, uh, friends of the pod in Baltimore. And uh, I am feeling just a, a little, you know, the you know, post-vacation tired. Just a little post-vacation tired today. But uh, other than that, just hanging out. Pretty good, yeah. pretty good. About the same. You? About the same. You know, just... I also had, like, a weird, like, semi-vacation last week, unexpectedly. So, uh, you know, oh, only yeah. worked two days out of five, uh, separated by three days in between, so it was very <laughs> strange. Uh, That's how it should be. Yeah, when I came back, uh, you know, everyone, like, my, my management was all like, oh, like, you know, it was so bad without you. And I'm like... It was great. Like, I think we should all it do this. It was great without you. <laughs> no, not not that. I, I like the people I work with. It was it was more I just know. being like, man, it'd be sure it'd be cool if we just like only had to sporadically work, you know, uh, mm-hmm. still personally still met all my goals for work. And in, in those two days I worked so like, come on. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's it, it's one of those things we're seeing with uh, AIs being used like. It makes me think, oh, I can get my work done in two days. Like, so we should only be paying you for two days? Like, no. Current rate works. That's how you're able to get the quality out of what I'm doing. That's, and yeah. people are saying, hey, uh, we developed this AI. Oh, does it make monotonous work go away? Yeah, but only if it's artistic that people wanted to do anyway, like voice <laughs> acting or visual art. What about, like, having to push boxes? Nah, man, you still got to do that. Uh-oh. Nah, man, we're bit, we're still huge on boxes over here. We and love even to so, build like warehouses full of dudes. Some people like pushing boxes, so like you I know. know we we've talked. 
This, we oh, yeah. talked about this a lot. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. It's okay if you want to push boxes, but right now. That said, you probably still could get it done in, in, in the amount of time, like less time than you need to, you know? Uh, I think AI should be doing the jobs of the CEOs and the middle management. And then oh, for sure. everybody, everybody can just be producers and then, uh, and not like podcast producers, but like, you know, they, they can be Produce the means of production. <laughs> yes. And be paid for that. Uh, I just been thinking a lot about, uh, AI cause that new game, the finals is using AI voice stuff. Um, yeah. And, uh, the subreddit is in shambles because I think people are doing everything they can <laughs> to make that uh, game have bad ratings. I'm like, nah, like the first thing they complained about was fake. Like, why did the devs slow the game down? They didn't. Your your FOV just reset. That, that's on you. <laughs> hey, they're using AI in the game. That That's not great. Um, now, they did point out that they're using it in a text-to-speech sort of way with a, a bank of voices that people were compensated for, I think, which could be the way to do it when you're like, hey, we need more voice lines emerging right so that's like like almost like a vocaloid at that point Mm -hmm. yeah if someone pays you for to make a vocaloid yeah that's one thing you know maybe it's not the best thing you could do but for like a lot of oh man it looks like brother dom is creeping up on tindy losi here yeah you know what that you're probably not going to have someone have the bespoke uh vocals for that but like or even just ooh, like team one's in the lead yeah someone could have recorded that you know even like just every like possible call out like you know like ammo here you know like things like that like you could you know as long as you've paid somebody for the voice bank like properly and like license it properly like that's better than using ai though yeah, i've seen I wonder if you could attach a royalty structure to using a voice bank Probably. Yeah, there's, uh, I don't think there's anything stopping you. I mean, same way as like you, same, it's like, uh, whatchamacallit, like stock photos. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just voice instead. Yeah, that's totally okay. possible. You paid me for this much. You paid me for my voice bank for this. Uh, you can use it until, or I don't know, till the end of the year, unless you give me more money. And then everything that you use after that has to have been created before that year. And, or, and if not, if you need to use it for more, you got to pay me more money, which, has its flaws, but is a way to pay artists for, like, that, hey, this is something AI would actually be useful because you saying people's screen names is probably not something you're going to call a yeah. voice actor in to do. It's a little probably impossible. Yeah, and, like, the, the models exist out there to, um, like, you know, create those unique syllable sounds that, like, you could say almost any uh, gamer tag or whatever mm-hmm. using that. Uh, I I did want to I did want to add something that I thought was funny and also kind of like mm-hmm. a little sad slash annoying is that uh people online uh, mostly like younger people who just aren't familiar with like the tech technology have been calling uh, Miku AI like they mm-hmm. think that it's an AI generated voice it's like no it is like actual producers are tuning the voice for the songs like it is not just an AI voice that like automatically knows what to do for the song like people are going in there and tuning the vocals. Yeah, it's still it's just, human it's like a lot of work. Electronic music. It's like, yes. <laughs> Miku is an instrument. Like yes, like people play Miku. <laughs> like, it's uh, it was just one of those things where like I saw a bunch of discussions online of people being like, 
it's not that's not talent like people aren't having to do that it's like no it's actually like extremely hard like yeah it's <laughs> and a lot of times it might be better to just sing it like if you could it might be easier to just sing this or pay someone to do it than yeah. working oh, with the, yeah. like, in, in a lot of ways it must be you there's like as somebody who had like i i don't have the current like vocaloid six but i have vocaloid four with a miku license and like mm-hmm. that shit's complicated as hell like i yeah first off it's all in japanese i had to start learning japanese in order to <laughs> use the say, program yeah. like uh it, it's complicated and i i, yeah. I don't want to like take away anybody's hard work by saying like oh that's just an ai generated voice so oh, it's not, well it's just not that you know it's, yeah it's like when people do youtube poops like that, i guess that's still copyright infringement to steal someone's voice but that at least took you some effort to get yeah, I don't know. Shia was to say, I'm on the moon. Like, you still have to figure that out. And you're still tuning <laughs> it as well to make it sound believable. Like, that's, like, half the... Mm. Half, yeah. half the difficulty of it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, getting Robotnik to say Pingus. Uh, <laughs> Snoop Ping as usual. I guess that's just a cut, but still, someone had to do that. You didn't just yeah. type it in. Um, but apparently, they did have to um, uh, get humans to do, like, the effort grunts. Like, uh, when someone, like, jumps off a wall like like because ai can't do that and someone's like ah so you couldn't just pivot to to ai voices hmm suspicious that you still need a human to do this like when when ai when ai could finally generate the roblox oof then it's all over for (laughs) (laughs) for everyone I mean, especially Tommy Tallarico. Yeah, I mean, as soon as AI learns how to do the Roblox oof, Tommy Tallarico's gonna own AI. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's gonna try to sue to own AI. And, I don't know, then he'll talk about how he has, you know, the award for making the most games, and it's just patently not true. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, yeah, you can just ask for it. H-Bomber guy told us all about that. Go check it out. Um, yeah. We'll jump into, uh, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about food crimes. It's always pleasant. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've had some, yeah, um, I've had some food crimes. There's a, um, a tea shop in town, uh, and they, they sell a lot of good flavors and I've seen some friends, um, being interested in tea recently. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get some more too, you know? Um, but the people working there, uh, showed me some coffee tea blend. It's a little bit of both actually. Um, it's pretty interesting. It's it's a nice flavor. It tastes like coffee and tastes like tea with like some chocolate hints. It's called uh, Griffin's Tea. Uh, it is in Pittsburgh. It's, it's very nice. Um, so that was the first. Well, that was the most recent food crime. Very good stuff. You know, try them out. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, Trogues released like their a, a, a pack this year, like with Mad Elf, um, and something called Naked Elf, which was Mad Elf but without all like the cherry and honey. So it was just a Belgian <laughs> beer. Just a... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just cu- I couldn't drink something called Naked Elf. Hey man, <laughs> that's that's quitter talk. Um, then the box also had just a regular IPA, not even seasonal. Um, but the reason I bought the box was because it had a gingerbread beer in there, and it was very good. So I will say props to them for making a nice, tasty uh, cinnamonish beer. I liked it, nice. or whatever ginger spices are besides ginger, uh, nutmeg. I think. What about y'all? Y'all have any uh, fun food stuff going on? Yeah. we. I mean, we ate our way around Baltimore this weekend. Uh, had a bunch of good stuff. Like, we had ramen. We ha- had fried chicken. We had coffee. We had pastries. It was all... We were all over the place. Um, we had some fantastic tacos. 
uh, and uh, whatchamacall, one of the coolest things that I drank was uh, at the, uh, like, the, the place where we got ramen was kind of like a fusion, it, fusion adjacent. It wasn't, like, fully, like, Japanese fusion. Like, all of them, it was all Japanese food, but with just, like, occasional American, like, uh, or, like, Western flavors, I guess. Like, so I, I got ramen and it had uh, three barbecue ribs in it. They were so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and I Sounds got good a, and I don't uh, even like ribs. And I got a matcha gin and tonic, uh, which was tell me about really that. good. Uh, it, it was a uh, like just a like a classic gin and tonic, but plus matcha powder, presumably. Um, but like the the weird bitterness of the matcha goes really well with the weird pine tree ness of gin. I think I can imagine that they're both green flavors. Yeah, they're like aromatic green kind of flavors. So. Uh, I was I was like nervous whether or not that one was gonna gonna be like uh like a, a swing or a miss, and it was uh quite tasty. Very good. I'm glad to hear that. Matcha anything is uh always a good choice. I, I love matcha things. Yeah, I had a yeah. matcha cocktail a few weeks ago. It was it was interesting because it had like something else in it. Was it cardamom? Some some other like aromatic flowery thing. It's like, ooh, these are interesting together. I would like to try this without one of them. Um, mm-hmm. But it was very, it was good. Cool. What about you, Eric? Any, uh, any food crimes? I actually had a relatively tame week. I, I don't think I really had, like, anything <laughs> that was, uh, you know, stand out as, like, a food crime. I For for once. No I true mean, like, food crimes here. Yeah, like, I mean, like, for the first time in actually, like, over a month i ate taco bell but like that wasn't a crime it was just normal this time they didn't have anything new that's boring yeah tell me about it what's the what's the point of going to a taco bell if you can't perform a food crime there i certainly felt like i wasted my time uh, especially because like the, <laughs> the current like special menu item is still like a it's like a grilled cheese nacho fry so it's just like nacho fries with cheese on it like, that's yeah why do they keep calling stuff grilled cheese when it's just we melted some cheese on this i don't know because uh, if you spray it with butter it has the same flavor as a grilled cheese that's just my estimation <laughs> i'm just talking shit because it's just cheese <laughs> a pizza's not a grilled cheese <laughs> That's true. <laughs> butter on it. Uh, <laughs> cool. Well, hey, a little bit of housekeeping, you know. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by Grinding Coffee Company, a black-owned, woman-owned, uh, LGBTQ-plus-owned and led online coffee shop. Some more on them at the end, but tis the season for some delicious bean juices. Um, yeah, if it, you know, I, I, I wanted to have, like, subject, predicate, like, verb, noun like correctness mm-hmm. uh and i was like i wanted to just say bean juice i didn't want to say bean juices but alas we have made it and i apologize to everyone okay. it was not on purpose uh not to sound we... like a minions meme from facebook but what is a uh what is a vanilla soy latte but a three bean soup yeah that's hey that's i'm fine with that it's just the sound <laughs> of bean juices doesn't sound good the same way bean juice sounds okay <laughs> mm-hmm Ah, uh, yeah. I always forget the vanilla is a bean. Yeah. There is. It's one of the best bean flavors, at least. It's above mm. green. 
Best bean. I don't know. I like like I like vanilla, but I also really like a lot of different beans. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, have you had bean vanilla beans me. before? Well, I mean, like you can't just eat the beans. It's all like, yeah, you would th- okay. die. Yeah, that's po- oh, that's right. They're poison, <laughs> or are they poison? Are vanilla beans poison? They're, poison. they're just very, very, very strong, right? Like, oh, well, they they just don't taste like what you think vanilla is. They taste yeah. bad. <laughs> that's interesting because like cocoa beans taste similar to chocolate, right? If I, I recall. I think they have to be roasted before Adjacent, they will. Yeah. yeah. But you would, uh, if I recall, I thought you would at least think like, oh, this tastes like it's related to chocolate. Sometimes like, yeah, you see roasted, like but... vanilla bean in like French vanilla ice cream. That's what the little black spots in French vanilla ice cream are. I often wonder if that's just... Uh, Presumably. You know, I was going to say, if that's just like a thing that they put in it to make you think that that is vanilla bean. I was going to say, that's... yeah. The, the, the equivalent of being like, uh, well, actually, this isn't uh, calamari. This is just chopped up like pig and pig awful. And it's like, well, it still tastes good deep fried and dunked in marinara sauce. So I also think that that is calamari. I think that's mostly a urban myth because yeah, that's it, a myth. It would be honestly more difficult to pretend that pig anus was calamari than it would to be just to get some calamari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Take your word on that. Hey, uh, I mean, no, it's all yeah, it's all kind of contestant. It would all work mostly. Okay, no one's checking to see if the ridge count is correct. Um. Cool. So do we have uh, any topics that you want to jump into? It's relatively slow news week. We have some yeah. funny stuff, some sad stuff, just some what we've been playing. Yeah. Um. Well, I can jump into... Uh, do you want me to, to go into the various crises that uh, one Jir and Jay Zhao has been spilling tea about all over various social media franchises yeah i i I think we should start with that because i mean even though we started with video games at the top uh last week was very video game heavy episode so this is a bit of a palate cleanser in a way before we jump back into games actually we don't even have a lot of video game stuff to do today so but it'll it'll be nice yeah jump into books tell us what's going on so uh people are losing their minds out here uh we now have two separate instances of this uh the first one is an author who created loads of uh, sock puppet Goodreads accounts that would leave, like, that would, like, go review bombing. Leave one-star reviews for all of the other books that were coming out in this season compared to... and then, But all of the sock puppets also five-starred the author's book. So it was, like, extremely obvious. <laughs> it was extremely obvi- obvious. Uh, Jiren J. Zhao, they're a, a YA and middle grade author. Uh, they're the meme lord who, like, posts a lot of, like, uh, they're, they're always posting a video in, like, traditional Chinese opera wear or, like, dressed as Robespierre or something. Like, Oh, I've seen that person. I'm not even, like... Yeah, yeah. I knew you would both know- recognize them. Yeah, they did some good uh, but, videos on uh, Mulan a while ago, which is uh, got a lot of us non-book readers involved as well. So, yeah, yeah and they, uh, but what? Yeah, what recall? So uh, they gathered thirty. They had a Google Doc with thirty-one pages worth of screenshots of this suspicious behavior. That they and this they. I, <coughs> excuse me. I don't even know if they were one of the authors targeted because they didn't have a new book coming out. 
they just happened yeah, to notice. Yeah, I think they, they had some friends notice? were like mentioning that. I think yeah, they noticed, and also some friends were like, well, "Yeah, we tried to talk to this person, resolve it quietly." Mm-hmm. And so, that didn't work. <laughs> when the person was called out for Kate Corain is the name of the author, the villain author at the center of this. Uh, Kate uh, proceeded to invent a fellow Raylo on whom she blamed the entire thing. She said, oh, my friend Lily got a little out of control. Like, she's just very loyal to me. That was her. But she's... I talked to her and she posted, like, a bunch of, like, really obviously doctored screenshots of a chat with between her and Lily in, in Discord. Uh, There's easy ways to fake Discord chats. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Also, like... Did, I hope that the friend agreed to like be the fall guy because no, otherwise, there, like, there was no friend. friend. Oh, okay, there was no friend. Just, okay. There was a made no up person. friend at all. <laughs> Just a made up person for them. I to mean, that's better blame than like on. blaming it on an actual person. That's Wait, true. But it gets like, worse. Okay, great. I was hoping. <laughs> yeah, this so is some spicy uh, stuff. after uh, after Kate is then, like, a bunch of other Raylo authors are like, we don't know who this person is, we've been here this whole time, like, I don't, like, she's making someone up to protect herself. Then Kate proceeded to post, like, a, like, two, it wasn't even, it was a two-page double-spaced apology, like, Google Doc apology. It was not even, like, a Notes app apology. Dang. You gotta, they gotta let you know that they're an author. Yeah. Right? Yeah, literally. I was like, D- is this just, they, they, like, is this how you're, how this works? Um, they write a 3.5 essay about it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so this all comes out. She, like, and so the, in the uh, ridiculous, ridiculous um, apology that she wrote, she claims, like, a variety of different mental health issues, including drinking. She, it's the Roseanne Barr defense. I was on uh, Xanax or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, Guys, all of Ambien, my substance okay. abuse Ambien, problems yeah. are why I happen to target mostly POC authors who are debuting at the same time as me. That uh, I'm going into rehab now, goodbye. I like. <laughs> turns out that's not all a good apology either. I am exiting the discourse. Goodbye. I'm done talking about this. <laughs> it's uh, like you don't get to just do that. Yeah, that's why like, you say can't I can't because I just did from this narrative. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah. So this like this ridiculous thing happens. Um, and uh. Alright, so Kate Crane loses her book deal, loses her literary agent, like, like, gets written up in, like, NBC, they were talking about on, like, Good Morning America, and it was like, this was a completely unforced error. Her book was coming out in, like, three months. And for Goodreads? Right. For Goodreads? You don't get paid for anything on Goodreads. You shouldn't be going on Goodreads as an author, because all you'll do is look at the like reviews that people wrote about you and get it all in your head about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like reading the YouTube it, comments. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, well, people were projecting her book to to do well, right? And like it was like, oh, yeah. this should be fine. It had a it had a book box special edition. Like it had like, and that got canceled too. Like that's not easy to get. That's like like I don't know, like probably a dozen books a season get into one of the like big book boxes, and this was one of the decent ones. Like. Is is this pre-production, I hope? So, like, it wasn't, like, a bunch of wasted, like... Yeah, I really hope they didn't have to pulp actual books. Yeah, because that would suck. I'm not sure on that one. That's... But, uh... It really comes down... It's, like, the same thing in comedy. Um, except it happens more in comedy. There's a lot of, uh, little white guys that are, like, I'm not getting a job because I'm, I'm a white guy. Uh, and I saw... I can't remember who it was. I think it may have been another white guy or, uh... You know, some other ethnicity was like, no, a lot of agents will tell their clients that if they're bad. Like, oh, no, it's not that you're not funny. It's just, you know, it's hard for white guys right now, even though that's demonstrably false. Like, it's like, look and around, man. Also, There's lots that's, of... Man, that's yes. fucking... That's on the agent. Yeah, well, that's, I mean... That's shitty of the agent to do, but... The, the guy saying this is like, you pay your agent to lie to you. They're there to spare your feelings yeah. and get you gig. Like, just because your agent tells you that doesn't mean you should think that's true. Because, A, it's not true. And, B, they're just trying to pump you up. Uh, and I, I saw some people theorizing this This author did this because, oh, no, I'm going to get overshadowed when all these POC books come out. It's like, mm-hmm. but if your story's good, people... Well, if you're lucky enough to be seen, because there's a billion things that come out every day... And it's and good. People will like it. Yeah, that's right. Like, like had a good like, deal. On, so like, unnecessary. <laughs> we call so that that's a like, You have gotten over the biggest hurdle of any author, which is to get an actual book deal. <laughs> yeah, and like honestly, uh, it's it's one of those things where like it's also it's it's quite like <laughs> claiming like oh it's hard <laughs> for white people out here in the book bookosphere or whatever. Historically, mm-hmm. it's not a. And, <laughs> yeah, famously, this is incorrect. And B, like most, I w- I would venture to say that most people who interact with like any given book don't actually know what the author looks like in any manner. It's going to be based on the name entirely. Uh, like to draw any sort of conclusion based on ethnicity, like it, and like I don't think they should be doing that. It's just like what people would do. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, like, it's, most it's books sort of a... have, like, an author photo in the back. But, like... I suppose, but I, I also wonder, you know, do people... Is that even taken into consideration for like, most do, people? Do, like, do normies well, care? I mean, yeah, I don't think most people are going into a bookstore and opening up the book and being like, ah, this the, the, the race of this author is going to make or break the decision of my purchase. <laughs> right. Like, that's not happening. I think they're definitely, like, probably... Like people who like well, that's that's what that movie, the Jeffrey Wright movie that's coming out, American Fiction, I think it's called, is like essentially that it's like yellow face, but about a black guy about yellow face, the book by R.F. Kuang, but mm. about a black guy like who is expected to write like stereotypical black stories because that's what will sell kind of thing. Uh, but I've gone sideways into a separate topic. But... No, it's, I mean, no, it's, it's interesting because it. yeah. it's because because the thing about that is the only people you would lose would be the quote unquote woke audience. But if you're doing some shit like this, I don't think you were counting on their money too hard anyway. It's just yeah. it's fascinating dynamics. But 
I would love to say, well, thanks for the uh, Bookosphere moment, but there's more, right? There's more now. <laughs> and this is, I feel like, almost more to me. So, like, both of these are cases of, like, authors, like, participating in some sort of, like, uh, like net zero, like, great replacement theory bullshit, like, of there being, you can either... Like, everyone who gets a book deal means someone else is not getting a book deal, as if there is, like, a limited number that we give out every so often kind of thing. Uh, But another author has just uh, called out, this is is just breaking, but it's funny because uh, Jiren J. Zhao already has... Uh, posted about it with receipts because I don't know where they find the fucking time, but uh, just being type A potentially, just you have the energy to, to rest, write, yeah. find the T. Hey, if you can do it, more props to you because your boy certainly cannot. <laughs> but essentially, one author, a white woman, accused another author of uh, basically stealing the concept of her book. Uh, the white woman accused the black woman of stealing the concept of the book from her because both of the characters use sun magic. That was the sun magic thing. Gosh, we already we had a little bit of pre pre chat about that. Uh, yeah, what a, absurd. And it's like <laughs> God, like the sun is the reason we're here, and so we've had <laughs> we've had stories about people powered by the sun since. Humans have drawn little pictures on the walls of caves. Yeah, like, and, it, and <laughs> every technically, sun, every sun god or sun deity, like Superman. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I mean, technically being powered by the sun is Apollo all of us. Superman, yeah. like to us, it's the first power you get. <laughs> it's part of the base loadout. <laughs> also, plants. <laughs> Awesome, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, that's that. Hey, wait, what kind of flower are you? A sunflower? Copyright infringement. Yeah. <laughs> and like uh, this kind of shit happens sometimes, like weirdly, it like for in other ways that are just like people thinking that they have like like mustache twirling and thinking that they have played the system. Like there was a woman several years ago who tried to copyright the word cocky. Uh, <laughs> okay. Cool. She wanted to use it. In, she wanted to be the only one who could use it in her romance novel, and it was like you can't copyright a single word, and then charge every. Get, and then it's like it, it's troll. It's logic. like the. It's I was like, gonna say it's the it's like the Reaction Brothers or whatever when they tried to like uh, copyright the term React or whatever. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the the style of reacting to things. Like, yeah. hey, uh, we're the only ones on YouTube that can react to things. Yo, no. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like people like feeling so threatened by a black author existing and like yeah. having a book deal when like also like you know, we just have so much talent. We're just we're just inherently scary. Like what if we're just so good? The statistics are like still appalling in terms of like actual numbers. It's it's like. Like twenty five percent of of published authors are black people, if that. Like if that, and like, 
and it's you know it's it's like that it's been like that for years and we are always like well what, what are so publishing what are we doing about this and publishing's like what if we carried on the same way forever yeah their their answer is well also like blame capitalism because their answer is also going to be like well we got to make money and yeah we we have to oh we made so many millions of dollars on prince harry's memoir this year but we're gonna have some layoffs mm-hmm. it's like, uh, oh. i mean that's not keep even talking about business. that's penguin business I mean, we can keep talking about layoffs if you want to jump into this other thing say, real yeah, quick. We Unless we get some more out of book, book land tea. into other sucky labor land. Yeah, something also to do with paper in some regards. Yeah, um, yeah. So Expensive has paper. Yeah, hell of a transition, man. I said, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pulled that one out. Yeah. Uh, what can I say? I'm really just the best podcast. I can't believe I do this for free. Um, <laughs> so. Hasbro uh, announced that they were laying off, I, I believe, like, this, the amount came out to something like 20% of their workforce across. Originally, the story was just, like, Hasbro main divisions. So, like, any, like, board games, like, uh, toy production, IT, like, that kind of stuff. Uh, but it did turn out to also be affecting Wizards of the Coast, which is, fun fact, they're only division that made any money last year uh because it was all those lord of the rings cards it was lord of the rings (laughs) cards it was so you also have to remember that wizards of the coast owns the dungeons and dragons ip which was licensed to baldur's gate 3 oh and the movie (laughs) and the movie so the movie apparently lost money so the um yeah though like it was it was received well by, like, people who were into that, into, like, D&D. Like, it apparently mm-hmm. didn't sell super well. And actually, that's a big part of where, like, Hasbro's problems are coming from, is they expanded it to the, have this big, like, quote-unquote entertainment division, where they're mm-hmm. producing movies and shows and, like, trying to do their own video games. And it's very expensive, and they're just kind of dumping money into it uh, mm-hmm. without really having a good plan of action for it. So yeah, that's fair because I think it's the fans are very passionate, but I don't know if they're as sizable as an audience as one. Yeah. Might. Also, going to movies was weird this year. So, well, going to the movies <laughs> is just weird now. Like, yes, yeah. and and you know, it's it also does have to do with like you know, producing a movie is probably more expensive than it needs to be. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it, in certain different ways, like if you're paying for at for marketing and all this different kind of stuff too, but. Either way, at the end of the day, the the layoffs also affected staff at Wizards of the Coast of like across all of their own divisions, um, which included some like game design people, like from Magic the Gathering, like all this, like you know, people were po- beginning to post on uh, Twitter slash X or whatever. I don't didn't really track all of who it affected because I didn't want to go digging into that. I it's it's bad enough to like know that it happened. I don't know any of these people personally. I don't want to dig into their business. Yeah. Like go looking for them and be like, ah, this is even sadder than I thought. And now I feel like a rubbernecker. Like, yeah, I'm on X. Right. (laughs) So overall it's, you know, a bad look for a company and Hasbro has been struggling for years now. Um, Last year, so like 2022, Bank of America downgraded their creditworthiness rating, uh, mm-hmm. 
after like some poor sales uh and it's probably going to happen again like they are pretty much floundering in a business that should essentially just print money because yeah. they just they even beyond wizard of the coast hasbro just could just make figures and board games and stuff and there are plenty of people who want to consume that and yeah, will just consume make monopoly that <laughs> and people will keep buying it like or not that's parker brothers but you know what i mean yeah but i the sim- similar idea with like just keep making the star wars figures people continue yeah. to buy them you know the i i i am not a business expert and i don't want to sit here and say that like you know just do this it'll fix all the problems but Hasbro is clearly making some decisions about the way that they're running their business that is negatively affecting all of the, the divisions. And this is also yeah. like touching Wizards of the Coast and it's hurting their into, like their most valuable brands in Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. where people are becoming skeptical of the product that is being put out there as well. And Because of you the know, parent company fucking around. Because of the parent company fucking around, you know. How much of, like, the decisions that are being made with Magic, you know, like, game design-wise, like, you know, making the new cards always more powerful than the older cards, how much of that is coming down Mm -hmm, from pressure from Hasbro to make them basically be like, we need people to be incentivized to buy the new cards, you know? Mm -hmm. It's it's, like, then just let them tell a good story and people will buy, the same people who have always bought the cards will continue to buy them. It's just that same, like, like... I don't. Who is telling all of these CEOs that infinite growth exists? Yeah, that was going to be my point. Is that it? It's the the myth of infinite growth, and it's the fact that shareholders demand there to always be a greater return on investment because the way that they look at it is they could they'll say, "Well, I'll simply pull my money because you know you're a five percent uh, return on investment isn't good enough. I could get that from a high yield savings account or something." Then put it in a- Fucking high yield savings account. Exactly. Let it be a private company. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and it makes me think. You know, it's th- th- these companies that want to do infinite growth that are using things that have I don't know power levels to them, like games and whatnot. Um, I, this has been a hot topic with Overwatch. I have thoughts about like power creep and stuff mm-hmm. like that in games. And it's mm-hmm. when you're doing an art like part of Magic is the artistic medium. People like to have those cards just to have them, whether or not. Like, obviously, the gameplay perspective brings a lot, but I know they do a lot of those reprints of, like, hey, uh, here's some Fortnite characters. These are cards you already have from a power perspective, but it's different art. Yeah. I- I'm not saying Fortnite's the... I, I could have went with any other collaboration, maybe Lord of the Rings, but you could probably print so many of the power level of the cards just with new art, and pe- some people would be like, oh, I would love to have a Legend of Zelda set of magic well, cards. and so, I mean, that's what, I wanted, what they've... You know? That's what they've done for years. It used to be, like, core sets, and even in regular sets that mm-hmm. they put out, it's just cards that are baseline to the game, like the card counter spell, which counters target spell, a thing that you just need to do in that game, is almost mm-hmm. in every other set, usually with new art. It's stuff that they've done, it's just that they're being pressured to honestly Make pump more. out pump out more and more product. You know, we've gone from having like four sets a year to, you know, like six plus. Uh including yeah, it like, like feels like a set every two weeks. Like Yeah. And then like additional side product, like all of the secret layer stuff, the uh, mm-hmm. commander precon decks that are often uh secondary IP tie-ins, like we're getting Fallout and Assassin's Creed in the next year. And it just feels like this product bloat is because Hasbro is 
trying to pump the one thing that is making them money more and more and more. Uh, additionally, <laughs> uh, the CEO, I just have to say his name because it's great, Chris Cox. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, he was compensated about uh, $10.5 million this past year. Uh, I'm sure and, he earned it. Well, yeah. Someone help me fix my budget. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. children are dying. And I'm not going to sit here and say that that like you know if he only made one million and like that nine million was reinvested in the company that would fix all their problems. Like there is clearly a larger issue at but hand. It might have covered the payroll for all the people you laid off. Yes, especially like a couple weeks before Christmas. Like it's, yeah, uh, there's that too. You know, I think about you know the the, the CEO price conundrum you could probably take that the same way you take professional athletes like how much value are you bringing it's like how much value am i bringing who's to say but based on how much we made what percentage do i deserve you can kind of say that for athletes i don't don't know about ceos that's that's a much different position that that's probably closer to like a coach or something um but you look at that like hey um hey bro uh we're we're paying you 10 million uh, you need to make a certain amount of return so that we don't have to fire or lay off half our staff. Yeah, if you can't do that. That means you didn't do your job. Like that's and that's where what like that means a, and a board of I was gonna say and that's what where a board of directors can step in and say, hey, this CEO isn't doing the right thing for the company. Of course, mm-hmm. the way that these the board of directors and you know, frankly, the investors see it is that he's doing the thing that the company needs by getting rid of this quote unquote, you know quote-unquote trimming the workforce in order to make a run more lean and make more profit they think that's the right thing to do um when like morally obviously not the right thing to do you know it i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and say that like nobody ever deserves sometimes people need to be asked to leave the job for reasons unrelated to their performance or like behavior yeah. Sometimes you just stagnate. Like maybe your leadership direction just isn't working because it's just And honestly, know, sometimes sometimes it's, it can be performance based. Like if you if, yeah. if frank if frankly like, you know If especially if it's like commissions or something, like Yeah. If you're if you're just not, you know, doing a job and like I hate to say this because it makes me sound like super like toe the corporate line, it's it's not. It's more just like, you know, you can't expect to do something forever to an unsatisfactory level and continue to get to do it that said i don't think that that was the case here i think it was just that they just chose you know a certain number of people laid them off we don't really know how it was like chosen um you know (laughs) the thing i just don't want to see is that these people who were let go get replaced uh like very quickly again because the company realizes that or, or the company was you know Cutting people I need who were needs to get themselves some recall rights. Like... Yeah. Well, because it's one of those things where you know that would be great if they were unionized, and because like otherwise the thing that they the company like, and this is a thing that a lot of companies do, is they'll cut mm-hmm. people who are being paid highly or like p- being paid above an amount that they want to be able to pay their employees, and then hire uh-huh. in new people at a lower rate. Oh um, yeah, that's a classic move. Yeah seen that so, uh, more than once in my corporate career yeah and you just just hope you don't see that uh hope you th- hope that this like for for the f- people who enjoy the product hope it doesn't continue to impact product quality or yeah. you know like that kind of stuff like i i'm not checked out of magic i would say but like i've definitely changed the way in the past couple months that i have like 
consumed it, it. Consumed it. Yeah, like I have only bought singles from my local shop. Like I kind of stopped buying packs. Um, and I guess if you're out there and like you actually do enjoy playing Magic, like you know maybe like consider how how you are giving Hasbro money. <laughs> yeah, always a good thing to do. Consider how you are, you know, who you're giving your money Consuming. to, where it's funding. Yeah, uh, I mean, I hope it gets better. Some other cards that Don bought. Yeah, let's yeah. Stay I, uh, on card games. Yeah, that's children's card games. Page. Children's card games, eight plus. Uh, it's good to hear we're all on the same mm-hmm. page. Actually, that's pretty neat. Uh, yeah, I bought some Lorcana cards. You know, speaking of companies, uh, Disney, Disney's Magic: The Gathering is basically what I think this is. Right? Is that a fair thing to say? Uh, Disney's licensed to another game creator, Magic: The Gathering. I don't think yeah, Disney yeah, yeah. had very much to do with the actual production of this game. <laughs> yeah, from what I could tell, not necessarily. They um, they it's just their licensed cards. It's was it Ravensburger? Yeah, Ravensburger. Yeah. Um, I said Ravenloft in our pre-chat. People? Yeah, the puzzle oh, yeah. people. Yeah, it's the same company. Yeah. Yeah, I and, said uh, Ravenloft in our earlier pre-chat, and that's oh, yeah, uh, that's, that's the name confused. of a that's the name of a D and D module. <laughs> so, oh, I was gonna okay. say it sounded okay, familiar. Like, that's why none of us checked. You. I'm like, yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> I knew it was Raven something. Uh, the rules don't look too 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 big. It's just like a little mat kind of thing. Uh, I'm just gonna stretch it out here. It looks like I don't know. I say this in a good way. Um, there's games that look like Baby's First X Y Z, like the same way mm-hmm. that um, Mario vs. Rabbids was kind of. Like, Baby's First XCOM. Uh, it's a quick instruction sheet. I haven't really looked through it yet, but I wanted to get some because I was looking forward to this, and it sold out in the summer, so I couldn't try it because there was zero product that was not scalped. But I guess Ravensburger was like, hey, dog, uh, that's, we're not trying to do a scalper's market. We, that is just what happened. Here's another set. Yeah, it, um, it was so purely is... it was purely because they are not traditionally a card game manufacturer. They And they um, had not perceived the... Yeah, they had not ex- like See, it, expected the demand, and so they did not produce to uh, meet that demand. And, and like, yeah, that's that not is still so bad. at least it's not for scarcity. Even if it's the same result, yeah, it makes me feel better. They're like, oh, uh, we don't know what we're doing. It is still like happening with new sets, though. Um, I know, like, it's being allocated by um, you know distributors and stuff in ways that like isn't maybe fair to each individual shop. I might be saying that from experience with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a shop I might just I... have a personal opinion about that thing. Yeah, and like that's also on the distributors too. But it, you know, I yes, the the, the reason you were able to find it is because they did a secondary print run yeah. of the original set. And that's something nice. I saw in you know the one of the game stores I go to. They don't typically carry you know trading card games for various reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But every now and then they'll have something. You know, the owner happens to like lord of the rings so they did have some lord of the rings magic cards people are like oh you guys have magic cards like only these ones <laughs> like, it's, it's not Love part that. of our uh it's not part of our uh our stocking so uh but it was kind of <laughs> funny just to, to see them i'm like oh you guys have magic like no not really it's uh but yeah so I, I think the cards are pretty cool the little bit of systems i've looked at seem interesting i like the art um and i like i like a franchise the Disney franchise, it's been around for so long that there's multiple iterations of similar characters. Uh, like, there was, like, a, a wizard Mickey, and then a regular Mickey, and then Steamboat Willie, who's... I mean, it's Mickey. It's like, cool, you're not just saying, well, we have Mickey Mouse, what are we gonna do now? It's like, no, we have many Mickeys. This is... You know what this is. So, I'm looking forward to trying to learn this and maybe playing it a little bit. 
Um, the main reason I went and got other decks is because I made the fatal mistake and realized you can't play a two-player game by yourself with the resources for one person. <laughs> Correct. You can play by yourself <laughs> with the resources for two people, but you're going to need another deck. You're going to so ultimately I and, need, yeah. 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 So I went and got that. And I like the art, you know. Um, these starter packs seem pretty cool. Um, there's some nice characters, like... For instance, like I have Aurora and then like her her dreaming version, which is like a foil card. Um, cool. And I won't lie, opening this up gave me the uh, flashback good feels from when I was getting Pokemon cards, you know. And even opening the booster packs, I'm like, there's only like 200 cards in this first set, so I'm sure I have most of these just by by buying all three starter packs. So I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, what's gonna be in here? It's cool, and it and it felt cool to like turn them over and look at. Yeah, them, there's so. there is a a certain uh kind of like dopamine rush you get from opening booster packs of a card of cards like i yeah, sure. i don't know how to explain it other than just like Ooh, what's in the pack of cards <laughs> like well if you've ever played a video game with some kind of random chance or like loot boxes um you know what that's like like we can all agree that loot boxes are bad like the way that they're implemented in games but, but I think, fun to open. Yeah, we'd be yeah. lying if we said there wasn't some fun in opening them. Or Vampire Survivors wouldn't have put, like, a loot box slot machine in its gameplay loop for free. Like, ooh, hey, what's in the box? And every time, like, it's a long <laughs> animation, so you skip it. But the first few times, you're like, yo, this feels so cool. Yeah. It's only going to be, like, one of seven things. Yeah, but what's it going to be? But which one so, will it be? Yeah. So I picked these up. I'm looking forward to giving it a try. It's just, you know, this has been a hectic few weeks with like the holidays and work and stuff. So I'm going to give this a check out and, uh, you know, see what it's like. Yeah. And if you're, if you're somebody who is interested in seeing some gameplay of it too, they're the, uh, the crew over at Loading Ready Run on YouTube did a like two hour or so like demo of like them playing the game. Uh, well produced they have like nice camera views so you can see like the cards and see how the game works uh, and you can just find that on youtube oh so. that's solid nice. yeah, that's a solid recommendation i might check yeah. that out a little bit later uh, so that's cool um interestingly uh it, it uses like music as like a mechanic like in theory like one of the spells you can use like their songs um mm-hmm. but one of the resources i believe is ink just because it's these characters are drawn from somewhere I believe the cards, I believe but... ink is the equivalent to like mana slash mana. land, yeah, yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, and I laughed with you all in the pre-show. I'm playing two games that use ink as like a narrative device in a way. Um, yeah, because you're playing a... Inkbound, right? Yes, I am playing a game called Inkbound. Seeing and... you online on Steam, don't think uh, I don't see you. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I don't you think see you me, don't like... see you out there on your <laughs> Steam device. Look, I love being seen. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't look this good for nothing. Uh, <laughs> that's that's dumb. Uh, but no, it's it's a pretty cool. Like it's a roguelite game, but the battles are these turn-based things. Um, but they're sort of tactics that you sort of have a movement gauge that you can use to move around the arena, and then you have your mana to use on moves. Um, your moves have cooldowns that are like turn cooldowns, so you can't use all your moves every single turn uh, without some kind of intervention. Uh, but the story is about, uh, like, books. You can go into books, like these stories, um, but everything is being destroyed. Like, it's sort of apocalyptic in that way. Um, but all the different stages are just various books that you have discovered. And this is the game we talked about probably a month or two ago. Uh, they decided to take all the monetization out of their game. Um, 
So I think there will still be a way to give them money if you support it, but it's sort of set up like an MMO. Like, you get to see other players, like, in the lobby and stuff, and you can form parties and go on missions. So I don't know what their monetization strategy is, because as much as I think it's scummy how much companies try to nickel and dime you, I don't understand how people or how companies will say, hey, pay us once, and here's a game that we're going to support for more than six months. I'm like, with what money? Well, the money we, yeah. we got from you buying it cool 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 are you ever making another game because eventually you're going to run out of money that we gave you from this one are you going to just make another game from scratch um maybe but uh, i will be curious to see what they do to make money so that they can fund development because it's pretty cool and i like the stuff that they've released so far uh a lot of content though yeah and they do something cool that hades did uh there's a lot of repetitive things you have to do. It's like, hey, talk to this character in this stage. Okay, now go back to the main hub and talk to the character in this other stage and this other stage and do these things. And you're like, this would be repetitive if this wasn't a roguelite where the ga- the goal was just to keep replaying it over and over and get better anyway. So that's a, that's a nice touch. So Yeah. And I'm quite enjoying it a lot. Good price, too. It's well nice. worth it. Nice. And speaking of Hades... <laughs> oh, yeah? The- hey. The game that I have been playing recently uh, is called uh, Death Must Die, and it kind of kill is, death. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I did that last year. Um, you the, can't kill chaos in Hades. Killing She's chaos your mom. is so over. Yeah, uh, but it is very similar to Hades in that you want to kill death, and I mean, like Hades is the god of death, uh, and also so it's a. Um, no, he's the god of the dead. He does You're not right. control the die. Correct. He only controls the <laughs> <laughs> He does not control the speed at which the lobsters die. Um, he just controls them once they're dead. Then yeah. t- you, you do, you do, you bang death. Yes. You, but the well, person you can, who owns you it, can. You can, yes. You could choose to. Uh, so, in Death Must Die, it is a, it is a uh, kind of a mix between Hades and a uh, an ass game. Or as they refer to it, a bullet heaven. Uh, hate it. And if you, <laughs> it's cute, but I hate it. And <laughs> it if, is cute. I kind of, I kind of get it from knowing what yes, a bullet hell is. Yeah, and you know, if you're not up to the terms, you know, uh, an ass game is short for auto shooter survival, uh, like Vampire Survivors. Um, Fun games. Yeah. Uh, so it's still technically in early access. It's only on PC right now. Uh, but it's really good. It takes kind of like a lot of what I liked about Hades with like the different gods and like the different powers from different gods. Uh, it's kind of their own pantheon they made up. They're not really borrowing from a uh, existing one. Um, uh-huh. That's an which, interesting change. So just yeah. a bunch of random elemental gods? Kind of. Like, I mean, there's like a god of lightning. There's a god of fire. A god of... No, but they're Ice, not like I guess <laughs> I don't they're know. not like from any pantheon. It's not like it's like an Asian or African set. It's just No, they it kind Africa. of like okay. the aesthetics kind of borrow from a bunch of different cultures in different ways. Like the there's a you know, you get some powers from like the daughter of death who's named Mort, and her aesthetic is kind of like uh like probably like you know uh mex american kind of like the like the day of the dead like uh skull skull makeup and like kind yeah, of like stuff like that kind of sugar skull kind of makeup yeah uh like with like you know kind of like traditional mexican dress on like you know so they just took the word more means death mm, i forget what languages and then say hmm, what's our favorite latin yeah what's our favorite death 
themed thing. Ah, did yeah. I like yeah. that. And then, like, you know, the god of fire is named Summer, and the god of ice is named Winter, and they're both foxes, so they're, like, vaguely, like, Japanese, like, kitsune, like, kind of themed. Um, uh-huh. And they're, they're sisters. The <laughs> they are not the misers. I was uh, gonna say. The, the god of war is just a really buff dude with a sword, and it's, like, he has, like, little laurels on, so he's kind of, like, vaguely, like, Greek or Roman. Um... One of the better gods of war, probably. Yeah. Like, Ares was pretty cool. But, like, they're all given their own individual names and everything, and it's it's cool. Like, the aesthetics of it are very cool, the art is very good. I do think it struggles, like, I hope it's something they kind of fix over time. I think it struggles a little bit with um, visual readability. Sure. Um, where we I, We've talked about how in different games, and how they, they tackle the issue of, like, being able to read what is going on on a screen. And I think that some mm. of the color palettes present in this game make it difficult sometimes to see maybe where you are or where your attacks are in in, uh, relation to other things on the screen or to see Uh obstacles in your path or that kind of thing just because it can be kind of um there's a lot going on a lot of of noise a lot of particle effects yeah and it can be kind of visually muddied sometimes uh you know some games accomplish this by like you know the thing that i actually struggle the most with on it is i lose the cursor yeah. Uh, when I'm playing on the PC, uh, because it's just like a little like armored finger pointing thing, and it's it's silver and brown, and most of the background is also those colors. So sometimes I'm like, right. oh shit, where am I aiming? Because like in this game, rather than like it just being auto shooting like in whatever direction based on the weapons, you do have to like fire your own abilities, uh, your yeah. your main attack. Other things kind of happen on their own. Um, but, like, that doesn't mean you have to aim. Hard to do that if you're playing with a mouse and keyboard and you can't see the mouse cursor. <laughs> right. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating that Vampire Survivor kind of was able to circumvent all that. Like, so much, there's so many things it did right that games that do more than it miss on their first few passes. Yeah. Just because like Hollow, differences in the game. But. Hollow Cure had a similar problem in its first iteration. It did have characters that aimed where you were pointing with your mouse and yeah. they changed that by making the aiming just the visual orientation of your character you know like or the direction you're moving like or like if you're playing with a gamepad that's kind of the thing that solves it it's just the the way your right thumbstick is facing rather than the way your left thumb thumbstick is facing oh, um, yeah. you can change that right you can use yeah. cursor okay. yep that's what i do but even if you can't if you don't you can always switch and that giving people options is a good idea yeah, and, you know, I, I think that they will kind of work some of the kinks out of that over time. Uh, right now, there's, like, five characters available in the game, and they... Some of them play kind of similarly, but, like, they're different abilities they get from um, unlocks and stuff is different. There's also an equipment system, so it's kind of like Diablo 2 in the way, as, like, you find occasionally find equipment that drops, you can equip it, or, like, manage your inventory, that kind of thing. So it's like a little bit more in depth in certain ways. Like it's it's another cool iteration on the auto shooter survival game. Cool. Nice. It's interesting that people are like iterating so much on it, um, especially since there are so many roguelike games coming out. Whether yeah. it be, it's either these or card games, and it's as someone who likes both of these, it, there's so many that come out like, mm, are you gonna do something that's different enough for me to care, and then care enough to buy it too, which is not a problem. Mm. With their game, like, hey, there's so much good stuff. Yeah. It's not like, oh, your game is ass. Or, sorry, we have ass. Your <laughs> game is trash <laughs> for 
because no it's these are this looks really fun i just have a lot of other things going on and it's mm-hmm. not so different that i want to break from what i'm doing right now to play it and i don't know if this mm-hmm. is kind of like a sign of the genre or like a like a, a marker of the genre in a way but like i do think part of the cool thing about a lot of these auto shooter games is they're cheap I don't think I've bought one for more than ten dollars. I, I think yeah. most of them range from like three to seven dollars. Uh, yeah, they tend they tend to be pretty affordable. I, I think maybe Soulstorm Survivors was around ten. Yeah, that's the one that I was thinking. I think was ten when I bought it. But even then, like ten dollars, if you get a couple hours out of it and you have disposable income, I think ten dollars for it, two hours is a good deal. And mm-hmm. I got more out of it than that, so. Yeah, I think Vampire Survivors could be easily be charging $10, and they still only ask for $5 for that game. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the DLC they just released, the Amogus uh, DLC, which is a funny collaboration. Uh, I haven't looked at it, but apparently it's already on sale, because like, we really don't want to charge a lot of money. I didn't even know that they had a, another DLC. Yeah. Time for me to go yeah. look at it and probably yep. buy it, because... Yeah, it's uh, Vampire Survivors, and like when I say Among Us, it's a collaboration. It's not a, like a among a styled thing it's yeah I think it's called emergency it's called it's called emergency meeting yeah <laughs> what you know it's i appreciate inner sloth because they have uh hey we put out among us people didn't super super care the first time and then later it blew up and now we're just going to be a mainstay of games and people are always like oh cool yeah among us stuff like it's one of those things that shows up on a nintendo direct and i I'm, there's definitely people that get this way, so I'm not gonna say they don't exist. But most people I see are like, "Oh, okay, an Among Us thing, cool." Oh neat. Um, they they made a game that people like a little bit bigger, so if people want to bust it out during a party night, they can keep doing new stuff. And no one ever seems that mad about it, because it's not like, man, we probably would have saw Silk Song if not for the Among Us trailer. Like, no, it's, <laughs> that that is not what bumped anything, you know. So yeah. Cool. But no, I, you know, you know me, I will continue to report on uh, that genre of game. So just happy to have a, another cool one out there. Heck well, yeah. And for fans of the genre, if you have a Switch and don't have any other ways to play, like, that type of game, uh, another good one called uh, 20 Minutes Till Dawn comes out uh, this week on Switch. And I highly, highly recommend that one. Very cool. Nice. And Steph, what have you Others been up to? I think be you've interested. been... I think you've been watching some stuff or reading some stuff. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I've been well, I've been reading some stuff. It's just time for your, uh, however so often, uh, One Piece update, <laughs> which is that I have gotten up to uh, the part with Fishman and the guy with the nose. The shark guy just has like a swordfish nose or a sawfish yeah. nose. It's Arlong, right? Arlong. Yeah, Park. Arlong. Yeah. Like. As fish, uh, the other fishmen have much more exciting uh, designs than the main one. Um, but I was like, as soon as they got there, I was like, wow, Anami is a double agent, uh, tr- double triple agent arc. Like, I mean, it's also partially like, oh, Nami's like abused backstory uh, arc. Yeah, yeah, Nami's horrific nightmare backstory. Yeah, where you're like, oh, this is really sad. <laughs> like, They're cool mom. With her yeah. cool, her cool lesbian marine mom haircut, and then fucking shark for, ate her. <laughs> Rude. For some Killed reason, her, her sister's just her sister's just black in the live action, 
And I didn't uh-huh. see anyone really complain about it, but I'm like, hey, so what exactly is going on here? <laughs> so I guess they're like, well, adopted. I guess that they were adopted anyway, like. But that's uh. And well, I look, we already we like, already it, we already know the that looks fine. We already know that the uh, the live action isn't a true adaptation of the manga because Nami's uh, breasts aren't bigger than like her entire body than put her together. Whole body. Yeah, it's I've the one like, special effect like, they couldn't afford. <laughs> there's been a lot of like uh like One Piece stuff coming up in my Instagram algorithm now, uh, and they're like it's so funny because like a lot of the fan artists will draw Nami as looking like an actual person. And I'm like, who's the redhead? Like, wait, all of these, all of the women you've drawn here have separate body shapes and facial features? How am I supposed to tell them apart? Like. <laughs> they all don't just look the same? What is this? <laughs> you mean I have to learn their names? It's funny because I would you're not even ever... You're not even that far in it where, like, there start to be, like, a. There is a character named Boa Hancock, and then there's another oh, character. Oh, she just got there, I think. Okay, and or then there's no. an there's another character who looks almost exactly like Boa Hancock, and I can't remember her name, but it always throws just, me off. The one who just got there is the lady who was a big jokey fat lady at first, and now she is lost a lot of weight and just looks exactly like a One Piece lady with black hair. <laughs> Do you know why she lost a lot of weight? gum gum fruit probably yeah well so she ate the uh she ate the beauty gum gum fruit or something no she ate the the gum gum fruit that lets things slide off of her which i guess included the fat like in her the body pounds. yes <laughs> that's dumb it's that's extremely so dumb. dumb oh wow Thanks, i hated Oda. <laughs> so i was just scrolling through characters do you mean nico robin Yes. Looks like Boa Han- yeah, uh, yes. Yo, uh, I thought that was the same character. Yeah, Nico Robin and Boa Hancock look exactly the same. Identical. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it, it's always, it, it's a fair criticism that all his uh, women look the same and have wild proportions. And you, you tend to see that. And then you see, if, you, if you've never watched it, watching like a couple of scenes of One Piece, seeing the way Luffy moves, you're like, okay, well... You probably didn't have to have their breasts be bigger than their heads, but man, your proportions are all over the place, and it seems to be a so con- like, like the way that Luffy just... stands, he's like a crescent moon. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, super, I love it too. It's when so he funny. like gets that like thousand yard stare, and he's re- getting ready to fight someone. I'm like, yep, yep, this it's, is gonna. He, the, it's just the, the the brain cell has left. <laughs> it's time to go feral. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he. The thing is, is like I think. I, I like I don't want to you know speak for Oda or anything but like I feel like a lot like a lot of the criticism of the way that uh characters in One Piece look like they all look the same or whatever can also be just like it's it's a it's like a cartoony cartoon yeah like it's, it's a very it's very cartoony as the cartoony sides of things go yeah. yeah I mean to be fair a lot of Hanna-Barbera's characters look the same especially when he started, they started making them animals like all these animals just look like a thick bear, a thin bear, and a skinny bear, but we're going to call them different animals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, maybe... It's like... Scooby-Doo, but a shark this time. Yeah. yeah. Also, the shows were the same, too. Yeah. Not only did the characters look the same, to the point that I think anytime I see the one Josie and the Pussycats character, the black pussycat, I'm like, that's um, just Velma. Like, that's just Valerie? straight up... Is... I, I don't know their names. I know there's Josie and then... <laughs> One, one pussy and Melody's one cat. The Disney like, blonde one, and okay. uh, 
Valerie's Rosario Dawson. And okay, like, cool. I know that yeah, there's probably <laughs> there's probably something to be said about like the fact that like there are a lot of different character types in One Piece, and like a lot of them look mm-hmm. wildly different. Meanwhile, all the women tend to look the same. I'm sure that there is something about that that is like problematic. We could dig a little bit deeper <laughs> into, but yeah, but I I'm I'm not going to say I'm willing to excuse it, but it is one of those things where it's like, well. Can you forgive a little bit of it for the fact that, like, the the show is still entertaining in a way? Like, you know. Well, I, what I will say, I won't forgive him for it, but I, I will say that on the scale of giving women at least interesting storylines. Yes. He has done that more so than, say, your uh, Masasi Kishimoto's or your Tide Kubo's of Naruto and Bleach. Like... He, I think One Piece, I, I'm pretty sure at least, would easily pass the Be- Bechdel test, where, like, a lot of anime <laughs> would not. <laughs> you uh. know, like, the, like women do have actual plot lines and do, like, speak outside of being, like, a, a uh... Yeah, because there's no vessel real for romance except characters. for Sanji flirting with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... Well, Sanji it's... gets married eventually. Well, dude, spoilers for Brief. this old ass thing. Briefly, no, the Sanji no, marriage joking, arc no. was only a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, no, you know, Oda's sitting there like, "Look, man, if I would if I would have learned how to draw women, I wouldn't have put out a billion strips of this fucking manga. <laughs> Something had to give." Well, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. But so, hey, look at all the One Piece you have. <laughs> so the fun thing is, is a. Uh, like Steph, I, I just like kind of like to ask you a little bit about One Piece, like what what mm. you maybe picked up knowledge wise or like from the side of, of things. Like, what does Sanji's name like mean to you? Like, like third, like yeah. So, what do you think maybe about <laughs> Sanji? Like... Well, what do you think about like if his name is Sanji? What do you think that means, like, for maybe, like, possible relations that he might have? Oh, or his, like, Ichiji and Niji and <laughs> yes. Yonji, like... Yes, he has a bunch well, of siblings all named, like, Ichiji, <laughs> Niji, and they're all superheroes. <laughs> it's rough that that's their actual names. I know that, like, in, uh, in my Chinese shows, uh, the, uh, like... The, the main character of Heaven Official's Blessing calls Hua Chang San Long, which is, like, third son. Like, because that that's, like, a common nickname for, like, is just, like, Er Erlong, like, San Long, like, depending on what number in the family they were. And he's like, you can just call me San Long. Uh, but, like, I don't think that's the case here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Given I... the taste of the show overall. I, I don't remember vibe. I don't remember the exact like plot line of it, but it is essentially that like Sanji's family is all like supposed to be part of this like hero group or whatever, or like group called Gurma sixty six, and it's all like the children of these other people. I posted a picture so you can see his siblings, Steph. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, extre- it's extremely silly. It's extremely silly. <laughs> I do appreciate it. That even if he's like, I'm gonna draw my women the same, she still is in the Sanji family, so she's gonna have the little eyebrow. She's got the curly <laughs> eyebrow. Curly. Yeah. Like I understand families. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I 
I am somebody who, like, my interaction with One Piece is actually mostly through video games. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, like, like Dynasty Warrior kind of stuff? Yeah, and some of their other stuff, too. Like, the um, they've had, like, other games come out that I've played. But uh, I've also been, like, abreast of it because, like, I read it as it was, like, originally premiering in Shonen Jump in America, like, in the early uh-huh. 2000s. Oh, wow. Before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've always kind of liked to know what was going on in it, in it so it's just fun to talk about one piece uh i hope yeah. we get to talk about it more <laughs> I, I've been, well I've i have the next bunch of them on hold at the library so yeah and we'll, weirdly uh, weirdly enough uh you know we're we're still working on read wall but i'm ahead of steph in the reading <laughs> oh yeah what's, what's going on slow and steady <laughs> <laughs> except the opposite of that slow and steady wins slow the and race steady <laughs> loses the race in this case yeah, I was going to say, you're going to so just get it. So will and... lose the race depending on whether my hold comes in. Yeah. Before he's done with his book. I mean, I have a second copy. I could just mail it to you and you might get it before you get the library one. Anything's possible. It says en route to, uh, to your library, but we'll see. Gotcha. Brooklyn's a big place. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Shall uh, we, uh, call the live action... Day? Uh, oh, I was going to say, the live-action One Piece is pretty neat. No, there's not one more thing. Oh, yeah, I've been meaning thing. to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I, I think it's enjoyable. Obviously, it's not going to be as good as something that's in longer form, but as far as uh, live-action adaptations of anime goes, it might be top three, if not nice. top one. Um, and I just want to bring it up because I'm a memer. Uh, this happens every year. Pornhub released their stats. That shit's funny to me. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I like to dig in and look at... Uh, there's not a lot of... The state-by-state. No, state. I like to look at the state-by-state. State. Yeah, that's that's always fun. Um, but it's weird how, like, I'll, I'll dig into this, and it's not even, like, ooh, what are people's interests, but, like, what data are they pulling, and, like, what what do they have? Like, what did they think was interesting to pull? Because um, I'm a data person. I, I like looking at just... I know what these charts are that I post on our group chat, but just seeing a graph, I'm like, ah, cool data. Like, that's just the kind of person I am. <laughs> um, and, and there's certainly insights you could pull from these. Uh, you could probably do some discussion. Uh, I just want to pull up a couple things that I think are funny that I've had some discussions for. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog made the top ten of video game character searches. <laughs> On the Pornhub! Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I missed and, his name on there. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's number... He's right after Lady Dimitrisk and right above oh Ada Wong. <laughs> which, let let me also point this out. Above um, Widowmaker, damn. Yeah, and this might be just a quirk that he's one of the characters who's named after... The franchise named after him, same with Super Mario. But I'm like, interesting that it's Sonic and not one of the other characters from Sonic. Not like Rogue. Make of that... Rouge the Bat. Yeah, it's not Rouge the Bat or... Princess Elise, I guess. Um, two other interesting things that I thought were funny. The highest Genshin Impact character is just a slime. A la Dragon <laughs> Quest, I believe. Interesting okay. fun fact. Um, but the number yeah, like, one character... How char- do you know that... It, are they searching slime Genshin Impact? Or is that... I, w- I would imagine if you're searching... A false get- attribution. <laughs> like... I, I think they're searching that, and the reason I say that is people are getting a little spicy about this. The number one character searched is Chun-Li, and it says Dash Fortnite, which is not the game that Chun-Li originates in. <laughs> right. However, Cammy is on here from Street Fighter, and talking to some friends, and also seeing people, they're like, 
they they don't think that Chun Li like it's not even Zoomers don't think Chun Li is from Fortnite. They're looking for Chun Li in her outfit from Fortnite that is different than Street Fighter because it shows she does not wearing a Chi Pao thing over top of her fighting outfit. So you just mm. get to see cheeks in a in pants. In Fortnite, like Dead by Daylight, <laughs> likes to show the cakes. Brother, you're um, on a porn site. You don't need to like search for the specific outfit that shows. <laughs> yes, you do because there's cosplayers. Yes, you do. <laughs> Yes, you do. It's the outfit. People have their taste, you know? Uh, I imagine that's why people are doing it, and then they realize, oh, wait, this is poor, and they're going to take their clothes off anyway. But, you know, pe- well, no, there's there's source filmmaker stuff probably, right? Most likely. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it makes a difference, but I find that very funny. Um, there's also Pokemon on here. Uh, no, it's sorry, there's one author. Pokemon on here. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's only one. Which one? Is it Gardevoir? Gardevoir? No, okay, yeah. Of course it's Gardevoir. <laughs> also, I knew it was going to be one of the tall, tall it's, it's, it's always Gardevoir or Lopunny. Those are the two. Yeah. yeah. The, um, but yeah, uh, poke around on that. Uh, it, it, it has a different interface. It's like a different website, so you, you won't feel like you're looking at porn. There's no ads on this. It is just data. Um, also, speaking of human-sized Pokemon... Um, yeah. I've just seen clips Yikes. from Pokemon anime of Mielskarada, mm-hmm. and they seem very funny. I saw they were doing like little magic tricks with like Foycoco, and I'm like, Cute. these are sleight of these are sleight of hand tricks. You're not like phasing matter in and out of reality like Pokemon can. You're just doing parlor tricks, and I find that <laughs> adorable. Um, it seems like a sassy friend Pokemon, and I would like to uh, play a good Pokemon game that has them in it. So. Nice. And now we call it, because we've talked about porn and Pokemon. The two Ps are, are collected. We're good to go. We've talked about ass games, porn. Ass games, porn. Talk about the, ass, baby. The, oh. the, <laughs> the One Piece Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's, there's not really... I feel like there's other stuff, but who cares? It's the end of the episode. Uh, yeah. Steph, could you be so kind as to send us to the social media business? Yeah, uh, if you want to find us on the internet, you can do that. We are on all of the places. We are on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Character Reveal, Twitter at Character Rev. We are in your browser of choice at characterreveal.simplecast.com and your podcatcher at Character Reveal. Um, if you want to leave us a rating or review on that podcatcher, that would be choice. Um, if you want to find us separately on the internet, uh, you can, uh, you know, call into the like listen to a shell and then if it like if it if it speaks to you then er- it might be eric's voice um but you can find me uh captain steph on twitter the snow clear on tumblr and hell stuff on instagram and dom at brother dom anywhere he wants to be found um besides leaving a review one of the other ways that you can uh help us out is obviously through financial support uh if you want to give us a dollar or more per month as a patron you can do that at patreon.com slash character reveal or you could uh, purchase some coffee. Yes, coffee. We talked about it before. We're talking about it again. Grinding Coffee Company, they're our sponsor. They're a women, black, LGBTQ plus led online coffee shop. And hey, they're helping us out. They make coffee for streamers, gamers, podcasters, listeners, friends, family, buddies, pals, whatever people are calling themselves these days. Plus one if you get the reference. But yeah, you can go to their site, check them out, see all the different flavors they got, see all the different products. They got beans, they got grounds, they got K-Cups, they got merch. It's all good. 
It's delicious stuff. We love lots of their flavors. Um, can't go wrong with any of them, honestly. And hey, check it out. We got something for you. If you go uh, follow the link in our description or go to their website and use offer code character reveal, all one word, character reveal. So there'll be two hours in the middle. You will get 10% off your order. That's great. It's, it's, it's a great bonus. That's nice because it helps them, helps us, it helps you. It's triple win. Can't go wrong with it. Check it out. Grinding Coffee Company, offer code character reveal. They're our sponsor. And thanks to them so much for helping us out. And listeners, thanks to you for vibing with us on another episode. Yay, cool, cool, it's great. Um, hope to see y'all next time. Uh, this is our prior, yeah, this is our last episode before Christmas. Uh, there's lots of holidays going on, though, but we'll be back sooner than later. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. But enjoy your holiday. Be safe. Uh, enjoy your friends and family if you're with them. And if you don't want to be, also enjoy the solitude or your found family. That's great, too. And until next time, see you later. Bye. Bye.